Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, G, U corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready, right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. <laughs> New phone, who dis? What up, dog? <laughs> Good to have you back, Brock. How you doing, man? Been too long. Yeah, been too long. Oof. Hope I'm not too rusty today. Lots, lots to do. Lots to get to today. Had a good week up in Alaska. Captain Tom, the outdoor line. Tom just doing Tom things up there. Just getting lots of fish. Uh, the last day, Danny, we were chatting a little bit off the air right before I popped on. The last day, we're in the last two hours, man. It's the, it's the last dance. And uh, we needed a couple kinks because uh, we went out and got our halibut. <clears throat> it was super rough, so we kind of tucked into a cove. And, man, sure enough, this gray whale is over in the kelp beds just playing. These eagles are up there like, like commentators just chirping. And bam, bam, get two just beautiful kings in the final couple hours of the trip. So that put the old cherry on the top, the old outdoor line delivering again. Outdoor Brock. Love it. Uh, <laughs> Question one. Now that we know how much he cost, did the Seahawks miss out not trading for Julio Jones, a second and fourth round pick ultimately? That's what Tennessee sends to Atlanta. And $15 million of salary, right? So you're going to inherit that. And let's see if he passes his physical. I will be kind of very curious about that. And and that is the one area, I think, where the Seahawks, by and large, not 100% hit rate, and it never is for anybody, but they've been pretty good as far as David Clowney, uh, case example number one of, of knowing um, you know the, the health of guys, projecting that health the best they can. Luke Jokel was maybe a little bit of a miss, but I think that was more talent than it was even that bulky knee. But uh, I, I'm going to be curious here how much Tennessee is able to dig in if they ask him for an MRI to take MRIs of those hamstrings that have cost him so many games over the last couple years. And, Paul, I think you wrote, I believe you wrote, that you wouldn't have made the move for Julio and pulled the trigger. I wouldn't Paul have. out. I, I, I wouldn't have as well. I, really? I think, I think this is going to be a situation next year, and I may I may eat some humble pie, and you could serve it to me, you know, with a little whipped cream on top of it. But I, I don't think Julio is going to play 10-plus games next year. I just don't, and in the in the lack of experience depth in your receiving core, like I don't want to spend fifteen million of that. Let's see during training camp who gets cut around the league. Let's see if there's still another veteran out there. I believe Golden Tate's still sitting out there, right? Um, there, I, I think there's ways to do that better than spending that kind of dough, that kind of draft capital. And oh, by the way, yeah, it's a second to fourth. You give up next year's second. You know what you have in your draft? You have no one, you have no two, and you have no four. Ooh, not yeah, optimal. It, yeah, that's not great. I had it backwards. I thought that the, I thought that the picks were going into the reverse order. That Atlanta was was giving up a uh, a fourth and getting a sixth. But you're right. It is they're giving up a fourth. They're getting a sixth. It would have gutted. It would have gutted your draft. Are you relieved he's not in the division? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have loved to have tried to match up with him. <laughs> but you do get to see him week two. Yeah. He and AJ come to they come to Seattle, I believe, week number two. And week number two, he's probably still healthy. So he will be a, a, diff, a difficult animal. And, and, you know, based on his comments, both um, when he was on speakerphone and then even furthermore, talking about wanting a guy that can really throw it and give him deep ball opportunities, A, a little shot at Matt Ryan, maybe justifiable because Matt's not that 
that guy anymore. But B, I think a lot of people pointed and said, great, come play with Russ, best deep ball thrower in the game. So that'll be, that'll be one I think we'll all have a close eye on and watch uh, his intensity in that game against this team that I think more than likely he would have loved to have come to. But it's a, it's a cost, not even in draft capital, but in that $15 million bucks that I just I, I would not have pulled that trigger either. Question two. All right, Brock. To the relief of everyone, Russell Wilson touched down in Seattle last night. We got the video footage. He's expected to be at OTAs this week. Better late than never? What do you make of this? Yeah, I'd say about time, to to be honest with you. So he'll have this week of OTAs and mandatory minicamp next week, and that's it. I mean, an entire offseason. Now, he's been in communication and lots of it. Uh, with with the OC and, and teammates and head coach and and I'm sure guys have come down there. We we've seen videos of that, and there's probably be, been even more of that of guys that have traveled his way that you know work out here for a week, do all of that. But man, I'm the son of a coach, and this will never change. This will never ever change, and it's my life experience. And on top of it, it was even playing with the son of a Hall of Famer in, in Peyton Manning, who cherished those reps. You don't get many of them. Training camp is not what it used to be. You don't get many opportunities. You know, that's why Pete so covets the offseason as well, is they script out the entire six months from April, May, June, July into August, September. Like, hey, man, here's the number of reps we have, and this is what we've lost. Right? This is what we've not had with a new system with all the pieces and all the cylinders firing. And, you know, I'd put Bobby Wagner there, too. You know, I know he's been in it. I know he knows it inside and out. But he's got a, a, a young linebacker that's going to start next to him. He's got new pieces at corner. He's got new pieces up front. Like, I just don't think you ever get those reps back. So I would say hashtag bout time. There may have been a move of solidarity where it's the whole team doing it and something involving the players' union and maybe some frustration over the fact that they added the 17th game. But I'm with you on that front, Brock, and there is a part of me that sees that Russell Wilson clearly sees value in these OTAs. Otherwise, why would he show up for the last week? So why not just show up for the first? Yeah. Is he trying to do something here? Do you think that he's trying to send a message? Yeah, I mean, those were two guys that were pretty outspoken that that I'm sure voted no on the CBA. They didn't want that. Right, and, and we'd heard some rumblings of that, and so yeah, I'm, I, this is the the upper crust gets to make these kind of decisions, man. When you're guaranteed thirty some million and eighteen million, guess what you get to do? You get to have a little bit of leverage. But I'll say it again: I think one of the reasons that Colts team won twelve games a year, and I was around it for two of them, was Marvin never missed an OTA, Edra never missed an OTA. Nobody missed an OTA because number one, eight wouldn't think of missing an OTA and missing that kind of work and that opportunity to get together with all the new faces and all the new pieces, let alone, as I said, an entirely new system where the language is changing, where it is, as Tyler Lockett said, more complex than those in the past, the systems in the past. So, yeah, yeah, I just you're never going to get I just never going to get me to change my opinion on that, man. It is a time on task job. Sports radio, time on task. Firefighting, time on task. Broadcaster, time on task. Attorney litigating, time on task. Football player, new system, time on task. And skipping OTAs, just never a big fan of it. You know, Brock, you've known me well enough. I'm usually the laissez-faire. Hey. Don't yep. you and Gras. You and the Gras, father. Yes, sir. You know what, man? This one changed for me. 
And, and I think it's because of what Russell said in February, where I was like, I can't reconcile the guy with, hey, I want to do more. I want to have more input. I'm not happy with the protection that I've gotten. We yep. need to have a sense of urgency. Yep. I couldn't reconcile that with the, no, man, I take, I, I'm getting ready on my own. I, 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 and I trust him. I do know he gets ready. But that's a decision. It's like, hey, I know what I need as a player. Like okay, if you're going to take that, decision, that approach, Danny, right? That decision was what? It's about me. I'm in the greatest shape of my life. Great. Yep. That's wonderful. But this is not a me game. This is a yes. we game, and that's exactly what you tried to argue to Dan Patrick, right? It's a we. It's a we game. It's not a me yep. game. Spending my own time getting in the greatest shape of my life. It's getting and elevating everybody around you because all eyes are on you. You are the franchise. You are the amazing player. You are the one that your little slot receiver can't wait to see in person and actually work with. Right, you are the one that the new lineman, the new and the new coordinator, and everybody has got to work with. So, yeah, this is a, this is a tough one. It was interesting. I was listening to a little snippet. I don't know if you guys talked about this last week around the Julio Jones of Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, and Daniel Jeremiah characterized this Seahawks season, this off season, this move, and he characterized it as the last dance. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls, Phil Jackson. We all watched the ten part yep. series. They all knew, and for DJ, he would have pulled the trigger because in his mind, Julio's contract runs out when Russell's runs out. And we got two years, and you know what? If we make this move, we'll have no draft capital, but we'll got two years to try to win a Super Bowl with Pete and Russ, and then, you know, we'll we'll break it down and deconstruct it then. So it was – I hadn't kind of framed it or thought of it that way, but even this move in some ways, it's like, yeah, man, I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to make sure I'm in the greatest shape of my life. I'm going to make sure I do everything that I can possibly do, but I is not in T-E-A-M. Question three. Let's shift to talk about another frustrating thing for Seattle sports fans. Jared Kalanick, Brock, has been 0 for his last 38 at the plate. He did not play in yesterday's Mariners game. Paul's fault. He is blaming me, Brock. Danny is blaming me because I feel... A good athlete should be able no, to be put no, into the fire, and, and he is not going to be ruined by some slump. No, 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 no. I'm, oh, I'm blaming, oh. I'm blaming you and people like you for the. Why isn't he up here last year? Was he that much worse than anybody else? You could have trotted no, he, out here because he they batted 200. He's batting 098. You happy now? You happy now? You happy now? You've opened it. You've had us open our Christmas I'm present. I'm happy that I get to see ruined. the present. Yes, I'm happy that I get to see the ruined. present, Danny. Whatever. Ruined. And so here's here's my question, Brock. Is it yes. truly possible to ruin an athlete by putting them in too soon? Because if they're good, shouldn't they be good? Maybe not at first, but eventually. Ooh, that's a good that's a good debate. That's longer than probably a few minutes. So I, I think we uh, and you guys can dig into that. And probably a great one with your audience as well. And there's probably cases on both sides. Troy Aikman was one in fifteen. And through yep. how many interceptions? Peyton Manning. Steve Walsh was going to be to take his job. Peyton Manning threw twenty nine picks his rookie year, thrown right into the fire. You know, the most in, of any NFL rookie, I believe. Just a just a just a disaster, right? Just some struggles, but. You know, they had the, the fortitude. They had the team build around them. A totally different game. Uh, I, you know, you could point to, I'm sure, through 83 at-bats, lots of major leaguers. Mike Trout didn't start well. A-Rod didn't start well. Now, did they start at 091? Oh, excuse me, 096? And a slash of 096, 185, 193? Uh, maybe not that bad. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, I'll, I'll raise my hand. I was like, man, I can't wait to see this kid. I can't uh, wait to you, see him eat it. Fernando Tatis, by the way. I looked this up. 
He and Fernando are only six months apart. You know that? Tatis has been playing for two years, oh, two and a half no. years, and they're six months apart in birth. Jared will turn 22 in July, and Tatis 22 in January. Fernando's first 83 at-bats in the bigs, 301, 366, 590. Ugh. 956. Yeah, awesome, Brock. Thanks. Yeah, that little <laughs> ray of sunshine. That's Why? awesome. At 19. And Jared right now is OPS of 378. Can you ruin him? You can ruin guys. Yeah, I think you can ruin guys. Is, is this guy have the personality, the makeup, the physicality, the gifting, and all of that stuff to be ruined? I don't think so. I think he's very gifted. But I'll also say this, Danny and Paul, and just your honest, transparent you know, feeling. I'm pretty shocked that he's just a dead pole hitter. I, I, as good an athlete oh, you as thought he he'd is, spray more? as fast as he is, mm-hmm. as dynamic as he is, why are you Kyle Seeger? Let me just try to be a pole hitter. Spray the freaking ball all over the field and run like the wind. One of the fastest players in the big leagues. And, you know, I was like, oh, interesting. You know, first series team in the team they were facing, right? That opening series already shifting against them. I'm like, man, that's weird. I mean, how much quantitative data was there? There was AAA, I guess, you know, coming up in high school. But how, how do they know to shift it? Well, because that's all he's trying to do. Spray the ball, my man. Go and run. Go and, and run like the wind because we see that you can. So man, I, I hope to see a little bit of evolution of that. And it's not just, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to try to hit 30, 40 bombs because I'm unbelievably strong and just pull everything out of the yard. If you were that yoked, would you try to pull everything out of the yard? I think I would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. No, uh, man. Tra- yeah, but, you should. But you could just also, you- if you miss, right? And and if you, yeah. if you just have a middle to op, like, <laughs> Oh gosh! It's just put the ball in play. Yes, uh, Brock. Yes. Can you say the word "ruin" for me? Ruined. I know. I say ruined. Time. I know. You ruined. I, I say. I, I've never o. noticed that I know, before. I know. I know. Ruined. I that up. Ruined. Ruined. <laughs> it's like that H O R R O R word that I also am very careful to say because sometimes <laughs> an absolute horror show. Syllabic. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, Brock was in a meeting once, and speaking of development time and an idea of can you ruin someone, uh, Brock was in a meeting at one point where there was a discussion about having me um, on the radio program when I worked with Brock uh, do more of the the leading of the show, the ins and the outs. And the producer on the show at the time uh, was basically saying, I don't think Danny's not ready to do that. And the response that he got from the radio consultant who was hired was, well, how are you going to know unless you try? And the the producer's response was, well, by that rationale, shouldn't we just go find somebody under 405 and see if they can do it? Just bring in someone off the street? Do you remember that, Brock? I do. And I think that comment ruined you as much as... Or maybe it just it ruined like, our relationship, you know, uh, <laughs> not you and me, but the whole, whole little setup there. Brock, yeah, this is, it this is, is what, yeah, this is, uh, I'm, I'm curious. It'd be, I know you guys talk to Jerry and Scott and they see infinitely more than we ever do, right? I mean, the level of detail, the attention to detail, everything that they see just to my little simpleton mind, I would just love to see that athlete, that, that amazing dynamic dude, put the ball in play, just put the ball in play and go run. That's it. Brock, we're grateful to have you back. We'll look forward to you talking to you. You never ruin tomorrow. our day. See you, boys. <laughs> that is Brock Heard for Blue 42.